Okay, here we go. If you was for Shoshana, this is uh, what's called the Maimer HaChochma, the Ramchal laying out the vision of the Tshana. Be, there's a, I'll read it inside, but it's, there's not that much text, so uh, you guys will be able to follow along, and uh, there's going to be uh, plenty of discussion. His words are short, but there's a lot in it. Okay, so Bikudushas Hashem, Mosifin, Uvechein, Yiskadish, Shimcha. Okay, so um, if you haven't paid attention to the structure of the Tilsa Roshana, I feel very bad for you because it just seems that in, it, in the Amid of Roshana, that we do the same thing or something extraordinarily similar twice in a row, um, which is in Kiddushas Hashem, which is usually the third paragraph, right? So um, every Amida is divided the first three paragraphs of Shavach, last three paragraphs of Hodor, and then the middle body, which is the request, right? Now, during the weekdays, that middle body is comprised of 12 that are 13 um, Blessings on Shabbos. It's one blessing, right? On um, Rosh Hashanah, there are actually in the in the Malchus in the Musaf of Rosh Hashanah is nine, nine. Uh, sorry, nine means all together. So that's uh, three middle blessings. Okay, so, so you can vary how many middle blessings you have, because you have Malchus uh, Hamashofers in Musaf. Those three. Um, but the point is, the expectation is the first three are kind of fairly short. Uh, it's uh, praise, last three are Hodor. Middle body is the main discussion of whatever topic you're in, right? Here, there's an exception that the Kedushas Hashem, the third paragraph, is actually really long, and it kind of sounds like the middle paragraph of the non-Musa, the regular Roshana Tefillah, talking about basically the desire to have the kingship of Hashem in the world. There seems to be a big overlap between what we say in the Kedushas Hashem, in the third paragraph, which becomes very big, and the fourth paragraph, which is the the actual request one. Okay? So... Um, that's what I'm going to be discussing right now. Uh, the that that paragraph, the Kedushas Hashem, the third paragraph, that we insert in it the Uvechein Yiskadesh Shimcha. Okay, so if you look in any of the of the Amidos, any of the prayers of Rosh Hashanah, so let's say we look in the Marav, and the, the, yeah, the first seal of Rosh Hashanah, Marav, right, so we start with, so, um, in the Kiddush Hashem, we have Uvechein Tein Pachtecha, Uvechein Tein Kavod, and Uvechein Tzadikim, yeah, so that's what we're discussing right now. Says the Ramchal, we say over there, Yiskadish Shmecha, your name will be glorified. So what, what does that mean? 
So, ve'ha'inyin, da. You should know this what it's referring to. Ki hinei b'chlal ha'olam yeshatovara. Hashem built the world that there's good and evil in the world. Why did he do that? Right. Give us an opportunity. Exactly. Give us an opportunity to earn our uh, closeness to Hashem in the next world. But the Maisa, that's that's what it is. Now, all those are spiritual powers. There, there's the. And if you look in the Derech Hashem towards the beginning, he says that being that Hashem created man uh, to be a free will decision maker, so there's going to be a need. That these that these pulls you know, towards the good towards the bad uh, should have um, something um, to carry them, so to speak. So those are the inyanim of Ra and Tov. We can think about them as spiritual forces. Okay, spiritual forces of good, spiritual forces of evil. Now we also learned that everything that has roots up there has branches down here. Okay, so if there's spiritual entities up there um, called spiritual forces of good and spiritual forces of evil, then there must be a branch down here, a manifestation down here of these things, an embodiment, a physicalization, a concretization of it. Now, this is going to sound harsh at first, um, but... Uh, before we gasp, we, we, we should we should understand um, what, what he's saying, and I think uh, we'll see we'll see the beauty of it, right? So the anfehem baminha enoshi, their branches, which means their representation, their physical physical uh, representation down here in the world, in now on the level of humanity, everything is given to microcosm, macrocosm, right? So it means um, you can have those spiritual forces expressed um, on many different levels throughout uh, the physical world. So you're saying within, if I look within humanity itself, where will I find the representation of these? So, and that is Yisrael v'umus olam, the Jewish people and the nations of the world means the Jewish people are the embodiment, not to say that they're all perfect, not to say that they're all good, but the Jewish people as a whole are an embodiment of the, um, of the force, of, of the spiritual energy of good, and the nations of the world are an embodiment of the uh, spiritual energy of Ra. Okay? Now, like, whoa, wait a second, I know plenty of really, really good people that, that, are, that are not Jewish. Good. Hundred percent. That's true. Um, first of all, the understanding of Ra itself, which is going to carry us through the entire Shana, uh, probably one of the most important words to learn before Shana is the, a good definition of the word Ra. You know why? Because the word Trua, which is the key word that the Torah uses to tell us about uh, about Roshana. It's called Yom Shua. Roshana is the day of Shua. Right? And obviously that the root of the word Shua is Ra. Right? It's a broken note. Ra is um, something that um, appears to be broken off from Hashem. From, from uh, the overall picture uh, it is not 
flowing with the the rest of it to is, is not doing that same role okay um, now like we said earlier Hashem created Ra he put it into the world so why would he put it into the world to be detached answer is has to f- that's up to us to help to reconnect it to put it back into the uh, into the system to reconnect it yeah they shouldn't be broken off but rather it should end up with a tkia a one long note where you take all the truths and the length of the true and the tkias is the same. Yeah, it means if you take all the broken notes that we blow, um, you attach them all, then that should come out to be the same length as the tkia, as the solid note. There's a so Ra is broken off because it's broken off from the purpose, from the purpose. from the creator, from the that's creator. True, that's why they're broken notes. Yep. So we want to get into a tekiya, which is one long note, getting it back to it. Reconnect it. That's right. Yeah. Now, um, what does it mean to reconnect it? Now, here's the tricky part. There's, there's, uh, unlike with other things, Ra has a different way of reconnecting to the to the grand scale, to the grand vision of everything, to the purpose of the creation, different way of connecting than everything else. That's why it's it's, it's kind of it's created in a fundamentally different way. Um, whereas other things, things that are fundamentally good, um, express the will of Hashem through their expression, through their self-expression. Let's say it, right. Ra uh, expresses the will of Hashem through it being subjugated to the Tov. Yeah, that's the uh, the famous analogy that's quoted everywhere by the um, from from the Zohar about the the harlot that was hired by the king to test his son. Right? So the her success is in her failure, right? I mean, the way that she succeeds, she fulfills her mission is when the son will reject her, when the son will will, will push her away. Right? So, so too, with each one of us, Arya Sahara and people, I've heard people say lots of really nice um, things, and, and some of them are even true, about the interpretation of what it says in Shema, that a person should love Hashem, b'chol levavcha, with all of your heart, and it says there, levavcha, an extra base. Yeah, levavcha. So why does it say an extra base? Because you got, there's two hearts, right? So two hearts means both the Yetzirah and the Yetzirah. So, so the obvious question is, how do you serve Hashem with, with the Yetzirah? Right, so again, lots of nice interpretations, but pshat, pshat, simple understanding and the absolute true understanding that you cannot move from it a single iota is through the subjugation of it. It's just simple, yeah. The way that you serve. Why do I have a yetsahara? In what way is this yetsahara ultimately meant to to? Be good towards 
My Avodos Hashem. Answer. It challenges me. I overcome it anyway. Success. Right? If it wouldn't be here, I couldn't serve Hashem like this. Right? So the Avodos Hashem is in having that challenge and overcoming that challenge. That is the purpose of Ra. Okay? Um, so to be subdued, which means it doesn't have to be destroyed. The point is that it's the, unlike Tov, which fulfills its purpose through self-expression, Ra fulfills purpose through non-self-expression. Okay? So in that regard, we're going to see, uh, unfortunately, I think we've seen already over, over thousands of years of history, is the nations of the world, when they um, self-express, right, uh, it ends up really, really badly for them also. It's not, you know, not, not just for us, for them as well, right? Um, you know, everything from, you know, genocide to terrible you know, perversion of family values to, you know, I mean, wars, hunger, you know, like... And yet they're sending rovers to Mars, like you know, like these people starving. You know, like it's it's uh, they don't they don't understand. They they don't know how to how to run the world. That's that's not what uh, that that's not what they're they're not thinking about. How can we express the quote Shemaim in the world on a national level? Again, you now separate point. You have Hasidim Muslim. You have uh, righteous Gentiles who do understand that it's all that it is the. What the Torah said, the, you know, the, the seven Noahide laws, and the, and the, you know the, the morality of the Torah, etc. But we're talking about on a peina umus on a national level, okay? So, so it's not that Ra is inherently bad. It's it's not say, it's not and, and not if you if you right. translate it, I mean, you it's a semantics game. Right. It's not the bad that you and I grew up with thinking that like right. bad, oh bad, you know. So. It, too bad, you know, throw it in the garbage and like be really upset that, that it was here to begin with. Right. No, it, it was, uh, in fact, the the awesome Midrash and Parshas Boratius says uh, every day that Hashem created something, he said, he's, Hashem saw that it was good, Hashem saw that it was good, Hashem saw that it was good, and the sixth day, Hashem saw after he created man, and he created everything, and he saw that it was tov ma'od, very good. Right now, what could be better than good? Good is means royal mitzvahs. This is how it's fit to exist. It's appropriate to be like this. Uh, Hashem says this, this is good. What else can you get better than that? That's what the midrash asks. So the midrash answers. You know what is tov me'od? It's the malchamavus. It's yitzhara. It's sheina. It's gehenim. It's uh, ra. All these things. Right? Why? Because it's only through subverting them, uh, you know, uh, making it be kuf, uh, you know, kind of bending it over and subjugating it, as I meant, su- subjugating it to the tov, then the tov becomes tov ma'od. It becomes even better. Like we discussed, Hashem could have just plotted straight into Gan Eden, straight into Olam that would have been tov, right? But Hashem wants tov ma'od. He wants to give us the ra, Give us the challenge, have us overcome that challenge, and in the end, the tov will be even better. Okay, so that's so th- that's ra. So the, the ra. Our definition of tov is still the opposite of ra. It's meaning straight, perfect, connected. 
yeah. depths for us. Mm-hmm. That's right. So, and and the Tov Ma'od is with the Ra that's been subjugated. So here we go. So therefore, um, this is there, this was not a tangent at all. This is directly shot in the tears of Rosh Hashanah. Right? This is what we're doubting for Rosh Hashanah. So again, in Tfilas Kedushas Hashem, we say, Uvachain Yiskade Shimcha, may your name be sanctified. Why? Because there is Tov and Ra, and among the nations that's represented by Yisrael and Umus Olam, Vehinei, Tikun HaOlam, right? When people talk about Right, you got to take this message to the uh, to the, to the reform temples, right? Like Tikkun Olam, they want to do Tikkun Olam. They go around waving flags. What's Tikkun Olam? Who? Shehatov Sholet Vara Nikva. It means that they're that they are promoting the subjugation of the nations of the world. They're like the most aggressive Tikkun. Uh, we don't talk about Tikkun. Those guys, they're like out to like you know subjugate the Yitzhahara. Right, we're trying to get out, get out of the matrix, and they're just like rebuilding the pipes of the matrix. Itself. Well, yeah, in truth, of course, yeah, yeah. But, but I'm saying, but I'm saying, if they understood what their what Tikkun Olam really means, they would uh, probably not make that their big slogan, mm-hmm. right? So Tikkun Olam is Shehatov Sholet Vahara Nikva, that good should be dominating and evil should be subjugated. So now, that's up in the spiritual realms, right? Tikkun Olam, how do you fix the world? Up there in the spiritual realms, the good spiritual powers are plugged in, are connected, are flowing, right? And the and the Ra, the ones that are looking to make blockages and breakages up there, is under control, right? Is subjugated. So now, let's bring it back down here to the branch level, right? From the root level down to the branch level. Ubuminhainoshi on a uh, amongst the human uh, on a human level, Yisrael Sholtim, Vumosaolum, Mishtabdin Tahtehem, and the nations of the world are uh, in servitude under them. Now, again, so that's sounds jarred. Oh, in servitude, what are you guys like uh, out to uh, the dominate and uh, you get remember. Uh, servitude means as opposed to self expression, expression of other. Right, for example, classic servant in the Torah is Eliezer. Eliezer, Eved Avraham, right? The Knani, right? No, did did that was that like a terrible thing that Avraham did? That he like subjugated Eliezer? No, it was the best thing possible to happen to Eliezer, right? The, the, the Gemara, the Gemara Balbasra maybe says that even in the uh, Ganeid and Elyon, where yeah, where where Avram Avinu lies right with his wife Sarah, so outside of their right right outside of their uh, place where Avram is, wherever that place is that Avram is, outside of that outside that door stands Eliezer. That's a pretty good spot. And he, he's so to speak protecting him, right? He's so to speak. Still doing what he'd been doing that, that his entire life. So, so hishtabdus means uh, evid. The the Ramchal says is from a language. Okay. <coughs> I'm not going to say Ramchal, but uh, Forshim say that evid is from Loshan, It might be the Shlo, from from language of ibud, 
ibud means to work the like the, the leather, right? I mean, you 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 get hides, right? Hides, and then the t- in the tannery, right? You you work the hides to make them much more refined, right? To become leather or parchment or whatever usable, right? So you got an animal, you know, a a bloody fatty hide that's going to rot. Is is going to it's the remains of a carcass, right? And by and, and by the process of ibud, you redirect it and you make and you make out of it, uh, you know, parchment that you can write a sefer Torah on. Okay, so mishtab dun But the point is that shibud is where uh, the evaknani, the classic example, evaknani, the, the, the Canaanites, when left to their own devices, were tremendously per- perverted people, right? But by subjugating them. Then uh, it's possible to um, actually help them to fulfill their purpose, just like just like with the rock, and of course the whole world. Okay, so that is um, what will be the tikkunolam. Okay, vehine. Um, so this is all coming to explain the words in, in the Mazar of Achain Yiskade Shimcha. Your name will be blood. We haven't yet explained the name, but that this is where we're going. Just to okay. um, the uh, the Malachi Sharis uh, serve Hashem Shavarutz, right? Rots uh, Vashuv. They they run and they come back. They run. They come. You always have to reconnect back to the original place. Working, working, developing. Come back home. You know, reconnect to w- what were we talking about initially, right? Let's not lose track. We're talking about we're talking about Yiskadi Shimcha. Okay, now let's continue. The Hine, being that this is the interaction between Tov Ra Tikunolam, purpose of the world. Hine, Tov Lakol. When it will be like this, when the world will be fixed, Tikunolam. It will be good for everyone. That's what we were just saying. It's not simply, you know, um, it's like the biggest mistake people say, like, oh, so, you know, uh, well, the the Nazis, they thought they were the superior, the, you know, the Aryans or whatever it is, right? They, so, uh, and, and you guys also, like, well, yeah, but take a look at the, the, being superior leads to what, right? If being superior leads to the fact, and therefore I, can exterminate you and take your stuff. Uh, no, that's not moral. If being superior means I have a greater moral responsibility, I have to take, you know, your, take you into consideration as well. I have to take care of everybody, right? I'm out for everybody's greater well-being, then, okay, sure, you know. Anybody wants to claim superiority to me, please go ahead. You know, you can... State your you case. Can, uh, <laughs> no, not only that, please, you know, I, co- I come at 6, uh, you know, I, I come for the 6 a.m. learning, you want to come for the 4 a.m. learning, like, you know, uh, great, you know. Superiority is a r- claim to responsibility. Anybody that wants to lay it may come and take it. <laughs> okay, so it is good for everyone. Meira So now, what, what's going to be the spiritual uh, appearance of the world once uh, Klausel are in charge and nations of the world are subjugated underneath us? Is that the Kedusha of Hashem 
is illuminating upon the Jewish people, the Israel, umid chazekes bomb, and it actually creates a bond with them. Ubehios umos haolam mishtabdim tachtam, and being that the nations of the world are underneath us. They are fixed through this association with us, which we kind of spoke out already. And they get an extension, a flow of the Kedusha that we got. So it means we begin to act like a, uh, I don't know, solar panel or whatever you want to call it, right? So if you put the solar panel on top of the house, right? So the house lifts up the solar panel up above the weeds and everything. Now the solar panel is getting that divine radiance, right? That solar energy coming in, getting all that energy, and it's feeding and it's running and it's operating in the entire house, right? So Klausrel, when we're on top, we're connected to Hashem, we're close to Hashem, we're receiving that divine flow, that divine radiance, and then we're passing some of that along to the nations. Now, obviously, you know, if, if, if you send to the toaster, you know, the 3,000 watt energy that you've got up there in the solar panels, right, you're, you're going to burn out the toaster, right? So you have to send him his little packet of energy that he could receive on his level, right? Um so that's the same, so the same thing with, with nations of the world. Is they can't receive the, the levels that we can, but but they will gain tremendously from this type of a setup. Um, okay, now we're going to speak out what unfortunately we've seen happen ourselves already. What happens if it goes the other way? Right? Ach, im, umos haolam. Misportsim mitachas yedei Yisrael v'sholtem v'Yisrael nechnoim. Whereas if three things happen, three stages here: a, nations of the world break out from the shibud. That's one. They break out. Number two, they dominate us, and number three, they subjugate us. Those are three stages we've exi- we have existed in. I mean, don't, you don't have to have all three stages at once. You could have that they break out of their subjugation. The, uh, when do we ever see the nations of the world subjugated to the, to Klausrel? Is uh, under Shlomo Melch, right? You had 40 years of Shalom, of peace, um, where the Tanakh describes how the nations of the world brought um, gifts of you know, gold, silver, other wonderful things to Shlomo Melch towards the base of Middish, right? And the tremendous blessing that existed in the world, blessing, peace, uh, I want to say there was 40 years that there was peace throughout the entire world. Double check me on that, but I, I want to say there was peace in the entire world during those 40 years. Huh? Can you imagine what that means? <laughs> 40 years, there's like no, no mass murder and like rape mm-hmm. and terrible. I mean, well, yeah. at, at any given time, there's like probably at least like 10 wars happening you know, concurrently throughout the world. And sadly, people being murdered all over the place. Uh, it's terrible, behaving like uh, animals. Um, so that's one. That's that just so so uh, that, so um, so a so they could break out from our dominion, 
right? But not necessarily subjugate us, or even if they subjugate us, but but we can still kind of be paying them taxes or whatever. But we're still, you know, maybe maybe uh, kind of still having our own you know autonomy, like we did under the Second Temple period under the Romans or whatever, right? Toward towards the end, of the, so in the beginning also under the Persians, then afterwards the Greeks, and then we broke out for a while. We had total independence, but again we weren't dominating them. So. There could be one of these three without the other, yeah. But when all three happen, a they break out, b they they actually in charge of us, and c they literally um, subjugate us, which is where we are today. Um, we means the religious Jews. Um, so the Jewish people lose, right? Because what happened? You took the solar panel and you stuck in the basement. No, so we lose. We don't. We're not getting that. We're not getting that divine radiance, right? And nations of the world themselves lose. Because I'll say that if the nations knew what they lost with the destruction of the base of Migdish, they would have never been able to lift their hands to do it, right? It's, uh, but they, they they don't understand what they what they lost. They're not in tune with that. So. Um, what is this thing on top of my house? It's uh, uh, who's uh, throw it off the house? Throw it off the roof? I don't want it on my, on my house, right? The Israel mafsidim. So the Jewish people lose sheheim b'shiflus, whether we're on a on a low level. The kedusha einena mischazekes ba'olam. So when we are down on the bottom, kedusha can't. Grab on, right? Again, the analogy with the solar panels in the basement. Kedusha cannot grab on to the world. We're, we are the place where Hashem connects to, right? We are the Bani Bukhari, my, my son, my firstborn. That's, that's the connection. That's the relationship. So without, without that, right? What, because the place, the place that is uniquely designated for the connection of Kedusha in the world, Shehubi Yisrael, that is in the Jewish people. And that currently, Eineno, that's currently, uh, is not Bitikuno in its fixed up state. It's currently broken, it's currently in the basement, it's not functioning right now. Um, Now, remember, we had, um, A, we had the Kedusha was illuminating for uh, the Jewish people. B, it was mischazik in them. It, um, I don't know how to say it, uh, maybe strengthened them, maybe, you know, uh, transformed them, right? And then C, the, there was an overflow there was a, a, a continuation of that on a limited scale downwards towards the nations of the world. So there was Hashem connecting with us. Then we get strengthened and empowered through that. And the nations as well receive a shefa and a, and a bracha from that. Those are the three states. So A, Kedusha cannot connect because we are the connector. Therefore also... The chasko, it's our strength, so that's also going to be missing. The kol shekain, 
and how much more so than the umos themselves also interesting he makes a kosher cane we could not, uh, you could imagine and I guess it's more difficult to do with the, with, with the solar panel analogy but if something is fundamentally you know a magnet for you know I don't know light right it's a magnet for it so even if it's stuck under something whatever it is it'll still get a little tiny bit for itself Right, but it's not going to get enough. They they can overflow and give to and give to the things besides it. Right, so it means when cholesterol are on top, and cholesterol are getting that that close radiance, and we're getting so much of that of that shefa, the divine flow, then there's a, there's an, even an overflow to the nations of the world, and that's what, how they get. That's how they get. Right, the closest to Hashem. If if it's not to pertain to what we're talking about now that we don't even discuss, but so what happens now when we're doing mitzvahs and whatnot? So, it's a, so, so we are getting something because yeah. like we're like, a, you know, like if you're like a magnet, so even if you're stuck in the wrong place and whatever, but you'll still, you still manage some light seeps through the windows. Say you took the solar panels and you, and you put them inside the house, right? <coughs> uh, so instead of from the roof. So, but, but there's going to be a little bit of light flying in through the windows and things and the solar panel will still get a little bit but it's not going to be able to power the house anymore yeah so the point is so Klausrel being that we are a magnet we are the thing that that we are the antenna we are the connector the conduit to Hashem to that divine revelation so we are still getting on some level but they the fact that they uh, rely on us basically to Receive so kol shekain so how much more so the the nations lose out shein nimshech lahem mehakedusha shum heara klal they get nothing they get nothing because we're they, they, they took the solar panel off the roof they put it they put it they put it uh, in the house right ela adaraba mitamim veholchim Rather, on the contrary, they become more and more tuma. They become more and more, you could say, contaminated. But the truth is that tuma comes from a language of atum or tumtum. Atum means Ari. They covered or closed off. Closed off. Mm-hmm. That's right. A tumtum is a uh, person who has. Uh, um, uh, ambiguous um, genitalia it means uh, in the Gemara talks about the Mishnayas you talk about tumtum is someone you can't tell if it's a boy or a girl it means it's uh, it's it's, it's close uh, it's different than a dragoness a dragoness has some of both tumtum has neither it's it's all it's just closed up yeah I don't know so whatever term but the point is covered over closed up sealed off Okay, so instead of being connected, not, A, they're not at all connected. They're not getting anything from up there. And B, worse than that, is they're increasing in Tuma, which means in being closed off from any connection. Uh, so, uh, so he says, Adaraba, mitamin v'holchim, they're progressively getting more and more Tomei, closed off. And distancing, two different things. One is 
how open or closed you are. Two is how far you are, right? So you could have, um, you could be close, but your receptors are being blocked, right? Or you could be, you know, maybe your receptors not being blocked, but you're getting farther and farther away. Both of those make it more difficult to receive the signal, right? So with them, it's it's it's, it's a double whammy, right? It's both are both is happening. So that's um, that's why it's important to understand that we're not we're not davening like you know that Hashem should like do bad things to them. We, we want good. We want good for all of humanity. I absolutely want good for all of humanity. It's Hashem, Hashem created humanity, right? We know that when the Egyptian army was drowning at the, at the sea, Hashem was told the angels they can't sink because he, he, you know, he, his creations are drowning and, and they're sinking. They, they have a, even a, a certain bechin of Tzalem Elokim, right, of uh, Adam. They, they, they have a, even though we're the true Adam, right, Adam Atam, the Navi says, but they're also called Adam on some level, right? They have seven mitzvahs. That's an unbelievable thing, seven mitzvahs. Yeah? So, it's, uh, uh, it's, it's uh, the tefillahs of Roshanah for the whole world. For Tikkun Olam. For the repair of the world. It seems almost impossible to get to that point outside of Mashiach. No, like in terms of actually having some semblance of that conduit. Absolutely. Absolutely. So at this point, it's only Mashiach or best then to be able to get the non-Jewish world on board. At this point and always. That's what it took well, I mean, back was, then as well. But you, you said with Shlomo Melch, you had 40 years of... And, and David, I mean, and David and Shlomo were, were Mashiach. Mashiach means the anointed one. Mashuach, David was king. Shlomo was king, and theoretically, if if they would have done everything right, that would have been that would have been the end of it, right? That would have been um, the final Mashiach, right? So you know, or you know, end of all war and famine. That's right. I'm saying Shlomo. His name was Shalom. Shalom, peace, peace, right? Peace is his. There's forty years of absolute peace in the world. That, so theoretically, that could have continued if. If everyone would have done everything right, which, again, we are no way to lodge complaints against Dovin and Shlomo, but the point is, uh, the, yeah, 100%, that, that, is, that is what we're talking about. We're talking about the coming of Mashiach. Yeah. The opposite relationship, like you're saying, we need the outside event of Mashiach in order to need world peace. But you're saying, no, we need to work towards world peace. Once we're there, that is, by definition, it's not Mashiach. Uh, yeah, uh, which one are we working towards first? I don't know. He, we, he, right now, he's right. just painting for us what the options are. So, if the if the uh, we're not talking about how you go about doing it right now, Anoshana is easy. You know how you go about doing it. You ask Hashem to do it. <laughs> That's how we're doing it. Okay. Um, afterwards, we'll talk. Maybe maybe some people will need to work on this front. Some people work will work on that front. Maybe we'll have a distribution of uh, of labor, but. Um, but that's that's the thing. Okay, the omnum with another five minutes. The omnum sibas shnei hamatzavim ha'ela shezacharnu. So we've got these two possibilities of what the world could could be. You got one option. The world is tikkun uh, olam fixed up. The ra is subjugated to tov. Klal are up on top. Getting that tremendous connection, getting that huge chizuk from the connection, and even overflowing 
and sharing from that with the nations of the world. That's one option. The other option is that they've thrown off our yoke, they've gained dominance over us, they're in control over us. We're very much disconnected. Hashem is disconnected from the world, and even though we're getting a little trickle somehow anyway, because we're so highly connected to Hashem always, but the nations of the world certainly are getting nothing, and even worse, they are getting further and further away. Okay, now what is the cause of one or the other of these two scenarios? Hinehi higalos malchuso yizborach ba'olamo o hisalmo. That is, to what extent does Hashem reveal His kingship in the world? Now, we're not talking about why Hashem would choose one or the other, but if Hashem increases the malchus um, spectrum, right, He pushes it from 5% over to 90, then immediately Klausel will gain uh, dom- uh, dominion in the world. Right? So, the revelation of Hashem's kingship in the world is the arbiter, the ultimate arbiter of what's happening in this world. Not how many weapons we get, not you know how much money we have, and even not how many mitzvahs we have or how much Torah we have. It's really how much Hashem chooses to reveal His kingship in the world. Now, some of those things that we do might... Um, help Hashem to want to do that more right? but at the end of the day it's Hashem's desire to reveal His kingship in the world because if Hashem's kingship is revealed in the world then uh, the, actually the, in the Der Hashem he says that through the through the revelation of, the, of, of, of Hashem in the world the everything that is good gets a tremendous strength right so there is a so it'll it'll automatically rise to the top. It'll automatically find all that unbelievable strength inside of itself, and gain dominions. Umagia hadaver li Israel, and this is what happened to Israel. She, again, the in the root level, the good will gain dominions over the ra. On the national level, down here, Yisrael yishlotu. Yisrael will uh, rule over the nations. And if it's the opposite, it's the opposite. It means if if uh, if Hashem chooses not to do that, so then it'll be then it'll be the opposite. Uh, let's try to see if we can finish to the end over here. We have one more little paragraph. And indeed, on Rosh Hashanah. Ha'adon boruchu omeid kiviyochol bubichinas melech al olamo. An Rosh Hashanah Hashem, that's the segula sayom. What does segula mean? Treasure. Yes, but within our context, unique ability, unique spiritual characteristic. Very good. Yeah. So treasure means a unique thing a unique right. special thing that's only for this right so but Segula in, in, in all these contexts means a unique spiritual ability so the unique spiritual ability of Rosh Hashanah is that Hashem is king over the world and that has to do we'll discuss with the creation of the world 
Alkain, therefore he nay Hasharuya. This is the hour, this is the fitting hour. Lehispalelfonov to Davan to Hashem Shehigole Malchuso Legamre Baolum that Hashem's kingship should be revealed fully in the world. This is the time to Davan for that. Vitukan Haolum Al and the world be fixed to this the Al Ikerze Nivne Kol Ha Nisach Hanosafaza and and through this basically because of this thing the in relation to this this is everything we're talking about right now is all focused on this one point. So coming back that's why we're focusing on what are we asking Uvachin? Uvachin Yiskade Shimcha. That's going to tie back into, he hasn't yet explained how, but that's going to lead us to what? To the revelation of Hashem's kingship in the world, and that will lead to the Tikkun Olam. Okay, we'll stop right here.